This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show, because, of course, it's Friday. Friday. It is indeed. Now, uh, I'm Stanford Chidge, of course, uh, and uh, as uh, behoves us on a Friday evening, we will be uh, we'll be looking ahead to the weekend's match, which is, of course, it's against Bournemouth, away to Bournemouth. Uh, but we also, I'm afraid, sorry, people, yes, we do have to recap on the midweek match, which, of course, was against Arsenal. Now, the uh, only slight subtle difference between this show and the normal Friday get together is we don't we don't have Jonathan Kidd oh for the God. first time in I can't remember the last time Jonathan was not on a show so Jonathan's having a weekend off uh, so it's just me and these two lovely people the return of the smut buddies oh dear I saw Alex we're taking Up over Chidge sit your ass down this is our show I tonight. already have <laughs> <laughs> Good to see your lovely little faces. Obviously, I saw you earlier on today, Alex, because you very kindly lobbed me your ticket for the Bournemouth game. I can't think why you don't want to go. Uh, yeah, impossible to to think why this royal historian might not want to. Fair enough, it has nothing to do with the football then. that's, like, that's yeah. My presumption yeah. was all wrong. No, do you know what as well? I've decided any Republican that comes at me, I'm just going to go with mocking them uh, for being a fun sponge. Because never in the human the, the history of humanity was it a bad thing to be allowed to eat cake and drink at the same time all day yeah, no, I, for I'll, a whole weekend. I'll, um, I'll wind my Republican views in there. Yeah. yeah, shut up. No one likes you, Tony. No one likes a fun sponge. Yeah, well, I forgot about that. We're, so tonight, no, yeah. not only do we have the, the, the smart buddies, but we have in the... In the uh, blue corner, we have the Royalist. In the red corner, we have the Republican, Mr. Tony Glover. No, indeed. You'd know you'd win that fight as well. Yeah, Tony. (laughs) It's it on you, mate. I am a soft Republican, and I I, I don't want us to do anything dramatic. I just... uh, I I, I, I align it with the argument against manual cars and automatic cars. So if 
automatic cars have been invented first. And 20 years later, someone came along and said, I've got a great idea. Let's add another pedal and a stick that you have to move around. Everyone would have gone, get the fuck out of here, you see. So if there'd been no monarchy, you wouldn't invent one now, would you? You just wouldn't at this day and age, so... No, you, you wouldn't. Um, I, I shall stay in the middle and I shall be in the A corner as, as the anarchist in the house. So there you go. Uh, talking of anarchy, Chelsea Football Club are still playing football this season. And I have to say, oh. I mean, if talking, I mean, it was an anarchic performance. It was it was horrible. Before you, you butt in, you know, I, I just want to say this, which is what I wrote when I saw the team sheet. Asby, Why? Kovacic, why? Sterling, why? No Mudrick or Gallagher. Why, Tony? Why? Why? It, it, do you know, as Pete, we all know he's been in... He, he's heading into the, like Branagh did at the end of his career and several other players where you just... You're, you're, you're thinking, oh, you know, this thoroughbred is now... Should be put out to stud. That's that, right? Um... Kovacic. Or, or the glue factory. Christ only knows why Kovacic, who can be such a brilliant player, has had such a drop-off in form. I don't know why. I, I'm going to go with the, uh, you know, the form is temporary and uh, class is permanent and maybe he will come good again. Sterling, don't even get me started. If you if you saw my post-Brentford tweets, let alone my post, I think I did one or two post-Arsenal, um, I and I don't say this lightly. I utterly, utterly, utterly hate him. He is not and never will be Chelsea. Get him out of my club. <clears throat> Find a team that plays in hoops or a different colour. He is not and never will be Chelsea. He doesn't want to be there. And I see today he's been gobbing off in the press about getting a manager who knows organisation and being brutal in there. Listen, mate, you're in your retirement fund. That's what you are. Um, so he's a fraud and an imposter, and I don't want to see him ever again in my life. And if he scores for Chelsea, I genuinely think I'll do a Poznan and turn me back on him. I genuinely think that I hate him that much. Uh, Alex, can I can I read you uh, <laughs> Raheem Sterling's ever so impressive stats from the uh, the Arsenal game? Ready? You can. Uh, yeah, ready, ready, ready. Well. Okay, ready. No, zero shots, zero okay. dribbles. Even I can dribble, but perhaps not in the way that they're suggesting. Uh, zero out of one crosses, 14 out of 24 successful passes, 58% passing accuracy, 13 times possession lost. Bravo. Yeah. Alex? I will do, well, Tony did the verbose version. I will do it in three words. What a wanker. <laughs> just fuck him off seriously fuck him off yep i hate the way he runs i hate his stupid facial expressions i hate the fact that he's shit um yeah get rid of him i agree with uh tony he is not chelsea no he's just it, i mean i tell you what you know chelsea shirt. well indeed i mean you know I, t I tell you what's really i mean obviously look we, we 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 all have eyes i mean i know you were there alex me and tony would have watched on the telly I mean, it was obvious from the start, no pressing, no effort, no responsibility. It was shambolic. It was all over, bar the showering in about eight minutes. Reminded me of that match that I went to 
uh, before Conte turned it round. Actually, it was it was it was as shambolic as that. I mean, to be fair, they did look a little bit better in the second half, but I mean, Arsenal didn't have to do anything. Do you know what the most damning thing is that I've heard all week, Tony? Every ex-player that I know who's played for Chelsea that I have spoken to has said the same thing: that they cannot un- un- understand or believe the lack of effort that these are that these players are putting in. And I think for ex-pros to say that is really damning. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, <clears throat> whatever's going on within that dressing room, whatever whatever is being said or not said, uh, it, you know, Sterling as a, as a player should be one of the senior players. The experience he's got, I mean, everything. But, you know, I, I mean, when we bought him, I never liked him. I never liked him for England. I never liked him at Liverpool. I never liked him at City. I never liked him at QPR either. Um, I always thought he flattered to deceive. Um, I don't know what's going on. Uh, like you said, there was there's no pressing, no effort. And how, how much did we pay for Sterling? By the way, I've, I'm lost on this one. Some people are saying eighty five million. Is that I, right? I can't remember, but I know he's getting three hundred and fifty quid a week for that. I mean, three hundred and fifty grand a week. I mean, that's obscene. It's just obscene. And I, I would suspect that. Uh, I, I don't know. It's a problem of of, of Chelsea's making. Um, I would I would hope that maybe someone's got the funding or something to tear the contract up and say, get out, see you, go. I've got a horrible feeling it's not going to happen. But um, you know, I I, I when he came when he, he when we went up at the Brentford game, we had a fantastic time in the pub beforehand. None of us expected us to win that game. We'd hope we'd get a draw. Uh and I just saw a player who managed to do, do you remember do you remember we had a player called Eden Hazard? Yeah. And when he got the ball, left or right, didn't matter where he was, okay, he would get the ball and run at defenders. He would run at players. He would try and make something happen. And he would shoot at the first sight of a goal, uh, the, the goal being available, uh, being in sight or whatever. Okay. And the amount of times I saw Sterling do that where he gets the ball and stops the play. And at one point in that Brentford game, I know that was a couple of weeks ago, he was actually standing there on the ball right in front of where you and I sit, Chid, you know, that if you, you look down and I look down right there at that intersection. And he was pointing, like, you know, right, left, right. What, to who or, or what, I don't know. And the crowd around me were just getting shittier and shittier or whatever. And then again, the other night, I mean, you've just read those statistics out. That That's, I mean... It's not just him, let's be fair. Uh, I actually found myself nodding in agreement with Gary Neville today, who said that is the single worst performance he's ever seen from a team with that ability ever. Wow. Now, that he's not saying we're a shit team. He's saying when you look at those players, when you look at that ability, he's never seen a play, a team packed with that amount of talent play so badly. And I'm inclined to think, yeah, he's bang on the money there because, you know, but Sterling for me, you know, you, you've written here on the on the script, what a waste of money. I, It's succinct and it's absolutely correct. Mm. Alex, you were being patient there. Uh, I was just going to say, Tony, not being quite as shit as everybody else is should not be the benchmark for playing for any football team, no, let no. alone a Premier League team. People in that squad are stealing a living, some of them. Yeah. Yes. They are. I, I'm, and I'm, I'm actually looking at um, Steve Burton. He's in the Mixler room tonight. Um, oh, lovely Steve. Yeah. And he's put 
here, and it, it, I couldn't sum this up better, Sterling insults and disrespects the fans and his teammates with his unprofessional attitude. He's a disgrace. Yeah. I hope from the club's listening to this and, and, and says you, you might not want to see the feedback you get on Twitter, mate, but you should listen to these fans about what they think of you. And then to see him spouting off today as if he's some sort well, of... as if it's their fault. Sage. Yeah, as if he's some sort of sage on the wisdom of football and what's required... Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Alex, there's the the question that needs to be asked. Um, I mean, I'm I, I'm not prepared to put any put in put it put any of this onto Frank and his inability as a manager. We we know what we have in in terms of a manager with Frank. He's not an elite level Premier League manager that we know. But I, the the thing I can't understand about Frank is why he's picking some of these players. We know Cova's in either once out or is in shocking form we know that sterling clearly doesn't give a shit or is just in shocking form we know asby's passed it so why pick them alex uh because first of all i want to say that i actually think that people giving crap to frank lampard need a slap because that's a smart man and if you didn't think that he had a bit of a look before he took this on um and knew what a shit show it was he absolutely did, and he did it anyway. And that says to me that he did it for the love of Chelsea because he sure as hell didn't do it because he thought it was going to make him look good. No. Because there ain't no fix in this in a few games, in a few weeks of the season when you're not going to get the job. So I think he needs a round of applause for even turning up because that says more about how he feels about Chelsea and what he thinks he may be capable of Chelsea at Chelsea one day than now. For me, him being in this role now and being made to look like an utter C-bomb every week by these players is the bravest thing I've seen in football for a long time. So yay, Frank. Um, and as to who he's picking, I mean, frankly, at this point, I mean, if they turn up and they haven't shat their pants, they'd probably get a game. There is no fixing this. He's just going to sling whatever at it. And I don't blame him. He's probably just picking those who look like they actually give a shit in training, which let's, let's face it, they're thin on the ground at the moment. Yeah. They're all so exhausted because of this stupid ass season with this stupid ass World Cup in the middle of it. So I don't think that isn't playing havoc with squads up and down the country as well. These players have had enough. They need a holiday. It's probably right throughout the whole of the Premier League unless they've actually got something to pay for to spur them on, which our lot haven't. But this is not on Frank because I honestly think that it's that bad that there is no team he could pick that would actually go out and look like yeah. Chelsea have looked for the last 15 yeah. years. And well, I'm done. I'll, I'll just go on top of that as well, um, what Alex just said there. I think if anything, this dreadful run that we've had under Frank would have been, would have happened anyway, or something yep. very close to it. Okay. Yep. And I think it is proof, if you needed proof, that this is not about the manager. I'm not saying they're, they're completely, uh, 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 he may be picking some of these players in order for them to put big in the shop window. So, in order also, for their. Also, as well, I'm yeah. just going to say that all of these like fans that don't remember the pre Abramovich era, which I do just. Um, maybe I just you're entitled asses complaining about Frank. Maybe you need to see Chelsea play like shit for a while to learn that success isn't to be taken for yeah. granted, and it actually requires quite a lot of effort. All yeah. I've got to say about Frank is to quote the great um, Forrest Gump: "I am not a smart man, but I know about love." <laughs> <laughs>
I'm sorry, but it's the most selfless thing I've seen forever in football. How does anyone ever do anything selfless like that? Well, I think he has. No, I think Alex. I think you've put your you nailed it, mate. Absolutely hammered it. We know this is a stat-driven game, and he's ruining his stats as a manager. I mean, people who don't like Chelsea, and there are a few because they're idiots. Um, he's a laughing stock with them. And he's not doing it for yeah, personal reasons. Yeah, I, I, I think paid, Alex, 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 Alex I, I think I think that uh, a lot of the uh, brickbats aimed at Frank from people who don't support Chelsea is really rooted in envy because his his playing career is unparalleled. And there's a real habit in this country, as you well know, interestingly, as a royal historian, of we like we like to knock people off their perch. We don't like to tall see people syndrome. being too successful. Yeah, tall poppy syndrome. Not not triggers broom this week. Uh, tall poppy syndrome. Is there a is there a classic uh, origination of that one, Tony? Like Sisyphus? <laughs> you might like the ship of Theseus. Uh, there very probably is because it's it's. I think it's partly human nature anyway. To um, we, we don't celebrate uh, legendary people in the same ways that you know, perhaps the Americans do or whatever. I, I, I agree with Alex. I think you know he's but. You could say he didn't have much of a reputation to Sully. The man is trying to learn. I, I, I think if anything of his Everton career, you know, when, when he was sacked from Chelsea previously, not many people were very happy about it because we weren't in that bad a position. Um, we'd been playing some fantastic football. And lest we forget, Mason Mount and Reese James would not have been in their team if it hadn't been for Frank Lampard. That's as simple as that, right? Uh, I think that we... We've made some mistakes. I, I, I'm, I'm seeing people in Mixer are giving it. Oh, this is all on the owners. No, it fucking isn't. Okay, they they they've had a torrid first year. I'm pretty sure they didn't expect this. They may have got it wrong, and they've both come out and admitted publicly that they've made mistakes. Okay, um, but whatever you think of them, the Roman Abramovich era had been found out and was found out after Antonio Conte won the league because we haven't had a fucking sniff of it since. Not a sniff. Right, so we've been found out. So something different was needed anyway. Even if Roman had stayed, something needed. And us winning the Champions League, we've said it on here before, was we were plastering over something that was a, a bigger problem. I think in terms of Frank Lampard, what Alex said is absolutely right. He probably didn't have much of a reputation to study, but the man obviously wants to succeed. His early playing career was blighted with accusations of being fat. When he came to Chelsea, he was big, fat Frank, etc. And it was Mourinho. What about Scott Cannon? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it was Jose to put his arm around Frank and did the most and said to him, you know, I think you could be the best in the world and gave him that belief. I think Frank is learning. I, I think for his own good, once this is over and done with, he will either have to go abroad or drop a league or, you know, whatever, to, to, to get his mojo back, if you like, a bit like probably Grand Potter's going to have to. Um, but I don't think there's any manager could come in at the stage of the season that Frank did, right, and do any better. I really don't. And I honestly think these people are crying out for Gus Hiddink and forgotten what how dull it was in his last tenure. I know he was there just to save us from, from falling further. Well, whatever, they, they it, thought they were going to get relegated. Yeah. You know, you know so I think, I think ultimately the season's tanked. It was tanked under Potter. It wouldn't really matter what happened under Frank. Um, and I think the, the important thing is now is that whoever the new manager is, hopefully as he may be, he may even be in position now, just, you know, signed up, but not announced and looking at the squad and looking at everything 
making his decisions. But Frank is doing this, as, as, as Alex said, he's doing it because he loves the club. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's go to the other end of the pitch, shall we? I, well, I, it's not really... I mean, we were talking about Sterling, so I suppose I'm talking sense in a funny sort of way. Um, Keystone Cops defending, Alex. I mean, you were there. Um, I, I mean, Aspie nearly gift-wrapped a goal for them in the first half before they, you know, scored three. And uh, a combination of him and Fafana and uh, Silva and Kepper, presumably, all completely norsed it up for what I can't remember even which goal it was now. But it was, it was there. I mean, there was a there was a point even under Potter where you could say, well, the football's not that great. We couldn't score a goal if our life depended on it, but at least we looked pretty solid at the back. And I mean, actually, statistically, it was borne out. We'd scored amongst the least goals in the division, but we'd let about the least in. So it was awful. I mean, you were there. Well, you would have had a good view of it because it was in the end you were in, wouldn't it? Yeah, I feel I, we felt like I'm saying this with a caveat because I was stood with all the guys from Chelsea, Chicago, and we know that Americans don't know anything about football. But we all felt. <laughs> Alex, Alex's opinions do not necessarily represent the Chelsea fan cast. By everyone, Before I, I get hate Bri- mail. By everyone, I mean Brian. Um, She's also by- basically taking the piss because we should we should put this into context, not because I'm yes, worried about. By Americans, I mean Brian. Well, because um, we love them and we we were lucky to spend most of the weekend with them and we saw them all on the uh, on the Sunday. Who did we see? We saw we saw Brian Wolf from Chelsea Chicago, of course, Jonathan Sharp, and of course our, my new best friend Mitch, who who looks and like Scott. Bra- and Scott. Sorry, yeah, and my new Mitch best. Mitch is coming to my street party. Mitch looks like Bradley Cooper. Time. Let me get it out. Yeah, Bradley Cooper's <laughs> coming to our street party on Sunday. Woo woo. Uh, no, I am of course taking the piss. No, but we stood there and we said, actually, I think I was talking to Mitch, and we said, there's one and a half players putting a shift in. The one was. Um, I can't even remember now. The half was Aspi because the will is there, but the body is not anymore. And actually, we felt bad for Kepper because the guy has turned it around. I had written him off as another Courtois and just wanted to punch him in the face. Uh, but I think he's shown a maturity and um, a depth of character that Courtois could only dream of, slivering around on his belly like the little snake that he is. But um, I feel like, he was hard done by yeah. and exasperated by the shit show in front of him. Uh, but there's just no, I mean, everyone was, everyone laughed before Frank came back about Frank and his team's defending records. And we know it's not his strength. He wasn't a defender. Uh, he's not a defensive coach. And, and it is a real problem. Well, I think it's a real problem everywhere, really. But I'll tell you one thing, though. We scored a goal. <laughs> I mean, we where, did. And we, we where we did that come that. from? We sang. We scored a goal, and then for 40 minutes, we sang the Kalu song, well, which I found bizarre, and I don't know why, but you know how, like... So, Kalu, if there's one thing you can say about the man, it's that he wasn't right, OK? He was lovely. I miss Kalu. He was nice to have around. He his, never moaned. Do you know his birthday? His birthday's the same day as mine. But I just... I had visions of him turning on um, the highlights and hearing his song over and over again and thinking... Was I there? Did I play in that? So why? Why? I, why, I mean, I should again. I, I need to caveat this because I was going to ask you about this because I spoke to Mark and in the week, and he said the, the second goal went in half the away and just disappeared. He said there was a bigger queue to get out than there was at the bar at half time. Um, but the half that stayed, the support actually was fantastic. Out singing the Gunners for like most of the rest of the match. Well, what? Alex was in the pub with us, Alex Burke of We Are The Shed, and uh, he said 
because he's on a lot more away games than I have this season. And that was the best away atmosphere so far this season. I mean, I like that. I, I think, I th- I mean, you know, it's, it's, I said this to you earlier and I bumped into you, didn't I? I could pick up my ticket. You know, that actually I'm more, I'm, I, I really, the minute they lost to Arsenal and, and it was awful, the more I wanted to go to Bournemouth this Saturday. I mean, it's not just because there's something kind of weirdly fetishistic about watching a car crash, but I, I think it, it, it does rekindle in people of my generation that kind of, gallows humour diehard spirit of actually really getting behind the team when they're absolutely pony and I think I think that came through on Wednesday night against Arsenal Alex I really do it absolutely did and I think the people that are obsessed with winning everything and the fact that we are shit are not doing it right because actually again what's some of the most fun I ever had one of the best away games ever was the one where we got tanked like six nil was it by City that was hilarious we had a great time it's so like, w- how many more are going to go in? This is brilliant. It's so weird, isn't it, Tony? Once you let go and accept that we're shit, you can it's have fun. so much fun. Yeah. yeah, it is weird, isn't it, Tony? There is a mentality thing there from supporters. I, I mean, I've got it. We've all got it, actually, I think, haven't we? There is. I, I mean, look, you know, I, I, I've got to be honest with you. Any supporter that thought we were going to go to the Emirates uh, and beat... What is, let's be honest, a very good Arsenal team. They may not win the league, but they have been bloody good this season, right? And that thought we were going to go there on our current form and get a result. Honestly, they need to stop taking the fentanyl, as far as I'm concerned, if that's what they're thinking. That we were never going to, I could not in a month of Sundays. Now people are going to go, yeah, but you don't know, we could have nipped the one nil or whatever. But just honestly, if you were a bookie, go talk to a bookie and find out what they thought. The chances of Chelsea winning at Arsenal this week were uh, that the money doesn't lie. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, five to one. Yeah, the bookies knew their stuff, right? Uh, were we? We were terrible first half. We were a lot, lot better the second half. Um, and I, I was, I was a bit. I, I thought Clayton uh, certainly in our in our group was a bit harsh on on um, Mudwaker because he actually I thought he was one of the I shining. He was all right. Yeah. To be uh, fair, uh, he did post that after about 10 minutes of the game. And at that point, he did look like dog shit. He turned right. it around as the game went on. Did. But Clayton yeah, posted that early in the game. But I've liked his attitude since the day he came in. Uh, and I, and I, I, I just think this is a team that, like, like you alluded to earlier, Alex, they're, they're not just on the beach. They're on the fucking, they're in the departure lounge at the airport. Mate, they've done the party. They've yeah. done all the coke and all the booze and they're passed out on the floor. That's it. And I think, you know, the, the, the pile that, of their own vomit. Yeah. And I think actually when you look at um like you like you said, Kepper, the, the, the people will get on his back no matter what. Right? They got on his back for the goal that we conceded. Um it was it um was it Brentford's second goal or whatever? No, it wasn't Brentford's second goal, it was the, the other week, Brighton or whatever. Yeah, you know, there wasn't a goalkeeper in the country that would have got to that and people were going, Yeah, but if Kepper had been three inches tall, well he might not have had the spring in his teeth, he might not have been as agile. Who if the my fuck dick had been three inches longer, I'd have married a supermodel. Exactly that. It's just it, it's all ifs and buts and people just looking at you like they used to get on uh, Louise's back and they For used avoidance to of doubt back. I did actually marry a supermodel. You did, yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> oh, that was that was very, very smooth, that one. Very good cheese. That, that's um, how come I ended up marrying one, mate. Yeah, you see, my supermodel's on just on a monitor to me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 
stop it, you two. On Kepa, though, right? She's bringing it back to football, Tony. What a spoil sport. Yeah, I just So I think... There is a mentality amongst the fans. There is a joy of going. We've said it before. We've stood in that pub uh, time and time again and said, if they were playing on Eelbrook Common, we'd be there. Yeah. Right? They're our team. That's that's the end of it, right? You know, um, no matter what happens. And I do think... And they're I'm wankers, be, but they're our wankers. Exactly. And I do think there's a bit... Of, I'm going to be a bit controversial here, but some of these, um, not Johnny-come-lately fans, but the ones who were... Who became uh, in, in, in kind of caught by us under the Abramovich era, you know, you know this is this is what football was about. It's about going. For, it's it's the where were you when we were shipped? Well, we were there before. We're there again, right? And hopefully, all you younger fans will be there again when we're shit again one day because we will be one day, you know. And enjoy it. Go and enjoy the stuff. It isn't the most important thing in the world. And actually, you. Know, Let's let's let's, have, let's put this into context. It's it's much later in the season, but do you remember that three 0 against Arsenal under Conte? I was there, mate. We were fucking dismal. I got absolutely dismal. hammered. I had a great day. Yeah, right. But that second <laughs> half, he turned it around and he said, "No fucking more." Or whatever. Well, we did better than maybe, that. We did better than maybe, that. We scored a goal, mate. Yes, and maybe Frank's subconsciously channeling channeling his inner Antonio Conte. So we go three at the back this weekend and we won't yes. lose a game. We'll win every game we've got yes. left of the season. I love exactly. it. Exactly. That's that's that, that's the most optimistic I can do. But I, 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 I'm with you, Chich. I, I went to that Brentford game. I had a fab, fabulous time. The pub was absolutely buzzing that night. Alex was there. We had a great big hug and a chat. And Brian and the lads were in there. It was rowdy. It was rambunctious. It was noisy. It was fantastic fun. The football could have ruined it. But in actual fact, you know, we were all sat there. Brentford, what a statistic to have. One shot on goal, but they won 2 nil. You, know, <laughs> you know what I mean? They had one shot on fucking target. And to be honest, we weren't that dismal. All that happened was when the second goal went in, was our heads dropped. And I saw the same thing again. So we've got no guts, no spine. But, you know, I, I'm still... In a way, it's like... It, uh, being this bad, this part of the season, it's almost like having an early holiday for us, Chid, for us fans. Yep. So we can sit there and go, well, who cares now? Yeah. We ain't going to get relegated. So, Alex. I just want to say on Kepa that what you won't have seen on television is that there was no, no one on that pitch that was more pissed off, raging and spitting blood at his teammates, at the world, at Arsenal, when they scored a goal, every time they scored a goal. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting, isn't it? Because Frank Frank was quizzed on this in his presser, and he actually said, "Look, he said, you know, don't 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 believe the hype. They do care. These players do care." And I mean, it's hard for us to to. I mean, we we're entitled to say they're a bunch of wankers and they don't care, but the fact of the matter is, like we often say about team selections, well, we're not there on the training ground, so we don't know what's going on. Well, we're not there for Frank, who you know has been around the game a long time. He, if he if he says to me that they care, then I, I I'm actually going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he he's in a better position to know that than us. Um, listen. Um, one thing that we ought to talk about, uh, which you might not have seen, Alex, we well, might have done actually because you might have seen it there, but I, it was much easier to see on TV. But some fucking idiot uh, Arsenal fans shining a laser on Mudrick. Oh, unbelievable. No, I didn't see it. All right, you yeah. saw it, Tony. Yeah, I did. Uh, I mean, if he if he knows anybody from his home country who's probably had a red dot 
on their head just before a bullet's hit them, they'd know how stupid and sick that was, apart from anything yeah. else, right? Optics aren't great, Arsenal, just saying. No. Um, yeah, of course, they've got started... so much class, haven't they, Arsenal? Yeah. Well, yeah I think most Arsenal fans would well. have said that was stupid as well. I mean, we've seen it before with these these lasers. I mean, I don't know how you stop them going in, getting in the ground. You can't really. They're about the size of a pencil. So unless you body search everybody, uh, I, I just think it's a bit like throwing pound coins down from the upper tier and it, it's a player on the edge. It's fucking stupid. What do you think's gonna? Do you think that's not going to hurt the player? And do you think they? You, do you, I, I don't know. There was one bloke, uh, and I, I will say this: I, I've got to go back to Brentford game because it was the last one I went to. I, a, I didn't go to the Arsenal game. Uh, I had to suffer it at home. But at the Brentford game, someone started a chant off, which was "You're not a legend anymore, Frankie Lampard. Frankie Lampard, you're not a legend." And do you know what? Like he was fucking jumped on. By fuck knows how many people saying shut up. So what, so one of the Chelsea fans said that. Yes, one of the Chelsea. I'm surprised fans he didn't get ironed out. Yeah, about mm. three rows, three rows, four rows behind me, and that, that's it's the pro- probably Andy Jacobs. Mate. Yeah, I mean it's you know at the end of the day, um, shining a laser, throwing coins. What, what, what do you think you're doing? What what is going through your head at that point? Do you think everyone's in the crowd? You hit a player on the head with a pound coin. Or whatever you think, everyone's gonna go well. Yeah, well done, you. You've just cracked that geezer's head open, giving him a possible concussion. What if it hit him in the eye? You could have blinded him. And now this, these lasers are—I think they're class one laser products, the ones that do that dot from that distance or whatever. If you get that in the pupil of your eye, you're potentially going to be blinded. Well done. I do. I do believe the offender has been arrested. Actually, they found him, which is really good news because it's a fucking stupid thing to do. Anyway, uh, we're going to have a quick break uh, and there'll be more madness right afterwards. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cheech. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. 
real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com Welcome back. This is the Chelsea Fancast, the Friday night preview show. I am Stanford Chidge and we are now into part two. And uh, at this stage of the evening, I normally say, JK, it's your favourite time of the week. It's my team selection. Yeah. But of course, he's not there. So I shall pick on Tony instead. Uh, and uh, my team for Bournemouth versus Chelsea is basically fundamentally the same team as I picked last uh, uh, before the Arsenal game. Ooh. Apart from the fact that I've I've longed off Felix, which I admitted at the time was an error putting him in anyway, and replaced him with Madueki. So, for those that can't remember, uh, it is Kepa, uh, Chilwell, Silva, Fafana, Chaloba, not Aspie, uh, Gallagher, Fernandes and Kante, no Kovacic, uh, Mudrik, Mudueki and um, Havertz, I'm afraid, because there is no other option. There is no other option. Option. Obama Yang ran around like a wet lettuce. Seven touches of the ball, apparently. Four of them were kickoffs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, you you just can't play him. He's unplayable. So you, no. we've the only option we have is Havertz. So I'm sorry, yeah. I wouldn't pick him normally either, but I don't think there's a choice. So that's my team, Tony. I like it. Uh, uh, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. I like it. I like it a lot. I possibly would replace... Silver with Badashil. I think we've seen just recently some of the limitations of Silver in terms of age. Um, and Badashil, I think he's done nothing wrong. I'm a bit confused as to, you know, maybe he told Frank to fuck off or something because he doesn't seem to have had a look in. And yet every game he had was quite positive and he was, and certainly he, he could push the ball up and take them, run out with the ball. Uh, I think better than uh, than than Silver could. Uh, Chilwell, yes, Chalabar. I don't know why people are getting on Chalabar's, but we, we maybe he should be one of these players that goes. He's again, he's done nothing wrong with Fafana. I think he's he. They're going to talk about Fafana in the same way they they talk about uh, Virgil Van Dijk, if if not better. He's going to be fabulous. I think he's an absolute athlete. He's fantastic, and what an attitude that boy's got as well. What an attitude. He's just so he's he's the antithesis of Raheem Sterling in that Fafana has instantly become Chelsea. He gets the fans, he gets everything about the club. Love him. Uh can I he's on my list to go, sorry, that's a bit controversial, but we can't be relying on a bloke. If he gets injured next season and we lose him for other season, then it's rinse and repeat. Uh, Gallagher was also a bright spark against Arsenal, I thought. I don't think he got anywhere near. Some people did give him the credit he deserved, and you you know my views on Havertz, don't you? Right, okay. And I'm going to say this now: you don't know what you've got till it's gone, okay? Because irrespective of how how much fuck wittery I think I see from him from time to time, he has put in some very decent shifts. He's not a goal scorer, we know that, but there is a player there. And at the moment, if you're asking me whether it's him or Sterling or a Bamingham at the front, I'm going to go 100% with he's no, I'm not going to call him the sackcloth German. I don't think he deserves the silky German. I'm just going to say he is the 
polyester German for the time being. <laughs> He's somewhere in between them. If only it was that Mud- cheap, mate. Yeah, Mudrick and Redwakey. I, I mean, there's an argument for why isn't um, uh, Chuck Wamaka in there somewhere because, you know, we need to. These are the players that are our future. Well, I mean, but, it, for who? Fernandez, Kante? Well, mate, I see. I'd. I, I'm going to be controversial and say that I'd be quite happy to see him instead of Kante. But I know how everybody loves Kante. I just can't find the love for a player that's played 30 games in three years or whatever it is for us. But the, the that front three, Mudrick, Madweki and Havertz, I, you know, honestly, I, honestly I, I would be very happy if that was announced as a team tomorrow. Very happy. Yeah. Alex, um, the lovely Gregory Gardner uh, has questioned the picking of Havertz, which I, I do understand. I mean, my viewpoint, as I said to him a minute ago, is, well, who else? But he has actually suggested uh, the forgotten striker at Chelsea, which is Fafana D. I mean, maybe at this stage it might be worth picking him there. He is a striker after all, Alex. I mean, I'm going to say something that might be equally controversial. Um I'm that done with this season. I don't care who they pick. Just the first 11 through the door of the dressing room just for shits and giggles and then put them in random positions and see what happens because it can't be any worse. Sorry, that's not the answer you were looking for. You were looking for like some actual intelligent stuff. But I reckon like seriously, so if no goalkeepers in the first 11 through the door, then it's just like, oh, fuck, Kante, you're in goal. Like It'd be hilarious. And at least we could get behind that and have a laugh. (laughs) Do it, Frank, do it. Yeah, I mean the other the, 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 the other serious question is is that you know could could uh, Frank play alchemist Alex and play some of the younger ones Harvey Vale I think is still around Lewis Hall I mean not up front obviously but you know should, could could he should he be looking to play some of these youngsters see if we can unearth another diamond Why not He's got nothing to lose We've got nothing to lose Bugger it There must be one of them kids that's at least trying which is more than most of the squad is doing so yeah fuck it why not well i tell you for one thing i i i I have a whole list of players i never want to see in a chelsea shirt again uh aspie much as i love him but his time is up zh shouldn't be here now really should have been gone in january abamayang i have to say i say this with a heavy heart kovacic i just don't think he wants to be here he really doesn't and he's stinking the place out and Sterling, well, he should never have been here in the first place. A ridiculous purchase. I'm afraid that one's on Tuchel, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but I hope we never see them again. I fear we will, but I'd rather they just all fucked off. Now, a um, few statistics for you lovely people. I know Tony loves a statistic. I know Alex <laughs> loves statistics as well. Uh, we haven't lost seven in a row since 1961. Which is uh, a very fine year. Challenge yeah. accepted. Okay, and we haven't lost uh, five PL matches since 1963. Good old Chelsea, always making history. Now, um, I, I will tell you the night. I mean, it's a shame. This is a shame that we haven't got JK here tonight because he would have been at these. Right in '61, on the 10th of September, actually 10th of December uh, 1960, Cardiff City versus Chelsea. We lost two-one in League Division One. We lost 1-0 to Portsmouth in the League Cup. We lost 4-2 at home to Villa. We lost 2-1 at home to Man United on Christmas Eve. And then on Boxing Day, we went up there to Old Trafford and lost 6-0. In, this is in League Division 1. Uh, New Year's uh, Eve, we lost 6-1 to Wolverhampton Wanderers away. Clearly, they were on the piss. That's the only explanation for that one. Uh, and then on the 7th of January, we played Crew Alexander in the FA Cup at home. And guess what? We lost 2-1. Uh, 
So that was your seven in a row in 61. In the Premier League in 1993, uh, all of us will remember this. Uh, October 93, we lost 2-1 at home to Norwich City. Uh, then we went up to Villa and lost 1-0. Uh, went up to City in the League Cup, lost 1-0. Played Oldham at home, lost 1-0. Played Dirty Leeds up there, lost 4-1. That was I remember that was painful. And uh, to wrap it all up, we lost... Uh, we lost 2-0 to Arsenal at home, which I remember vividly because that was in the middle of our we-can-never-beat-Arsenal period. Of course, one of those was the League Cup, which was Man City. So we did lose one, two, three, four, five PL matches on the bounce because, of course, as we all know, Tony, football was invented in 1992 with the Premier League. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, I can't countenance a seventh defeat. I... I know we look ragbag, but I think they're not going to get a better chance. I know Bournemouth have won four at their last five. I know Gary O'Neill has done a, a very, a very, very good job um, in in making them, helping them avoid what I thought was absolutely nailed on relegation. I really did. Um, but he's given them some pride. That's what it looks like to me. Um, and I remember... It was only a few seasons back where we lost both games against Bournemouth. Was that Sarri season? One of them was 4 0, wasn't it? Yeah, we got um, absolutely mullered, didn't we? Wasn't it Conte or was it Sarri? See, I'm forgetting now. I can tell you yeah, in a minute. Uh, yeah. We lost 4 0 on the 30th of January nine, uh, 2019. That was Sarri, wasn't that it? Was, that's got to be Sarri. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be Sarri. And we'd lost 1 0 at home to them uh, a few weeks before in December. That's right. Yeah. Um, so. You know they're they're not, but I I I can't help but look at that side that you've picked or something similar, and think we we we'll have too much for them. I just think at so, at some point, um, you know it's, it's got a click for us, even if it's just one more game, even if it's one nil and it comes off Havertz left testicle in the ninety seventh minute, right? I still think that we've got. Uh, every chance tomorrow, I, I you know, um, I just can't see us. I, I, I'm going to be stick my neck out. You know me. I'm I'm usually the eternal pessimist, but I just can't. I can't see us losing this one tomorrow. Well, you're an optimist, mate. That's for sure. I mean, there's yeah. one. There's what I mean. Look, you know, here's the thing, Alex. Uh, Bournemouth are on an exceptionally good run, as Tony said. I think that they've won. Uh, they've won four out of their last five. Uh, seven in their last twelve. They've 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 got something like thirty nine points. Well, of their thirty nine points, half of them have come from their last uh, uh, their last twelve matches. So, it they've basically. I mean, they're on the same level of points as us. I mean, you know, they're weirdly, I think, on goal difference which is terrible, uh, they're 13th, we're 12th, but they're on the same number of points. So if they win, they could go above us. So I think I think that they think, I mean, I, I, I heard Gary O'Neill being interviewed on the radio after they hammered Leeds last week. And it was all, well, you've, you know, that's it. You're not going down. You've done a remarkable job. Well done. Pat's on the back all round. So they think that they're safe. Mm. So that makes me wonder, Alex, if they they are on the beach, which might give us a bit of a chance. But on the other I side... I love this is Bournemouth. And we're like... I know. Maybe I know. They don't care anymore, and they'll let us win. Well, maybe they will, but but the thing about Bournemouth is they're very they're very high energy and intensity, and I mean they do everything that we don't, and that worries me. Yeah. Do you know what? Do you, don't, there's, that's not even the problem, Chidge. The problem is that every team sees us on their fixture list now and goes, "Yes, 
<laughs> and then comes out ready for the best opportunity they've ever had to give us a kicking. And that's what Bournemouth will be thinking, even if they are. This will be like, oh, one more, lads, before we all go to the beach. That's what it will be. Yeah, it's fucking horrible, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Oh, dear. Um, I'll get your predictions all later. I mean, I know we got Tony's, but I'll do yeah. it just before we go. There's a few other things I want to talk about. And uh, uh, Ted Lasso was, sorry, Todd Bowley was in the news this week because uh, uh, he was, uh, I think, I don't really know what it was, to be honest. I haven't caught up with it. I'm, some of us, you know, are busy earning a fucking living. But uh, I think it was to some another financial journalist. He seemed to do a lot of talking to them. And uh, he was... The Milken uh, Institute. The what? The Milken Institute. Right. What's that then? Uh, they're like um, a think tank, for want of a better phrase. A think tank, the American think tank. I think, uh, and actually Simon Jordan was talking about this yesterday. Um, can we can we uh, form a drink tank in the cocktail? Yeah, well, I thought we already had. Oh, okay. Fuck is a think tank. That I'm sorry, guys, but that, that does sound very American. It, well, we, uh, we, you couldn't get them. away we're, with we're forming with a think tank in an office yeah. in Britain, could you? Yes, you do. You do. 55 Tufton Street, the Institute of Economic Affairs, the Taxpayers Alliance, uh, the Adam Smith Institute. They are all think tanks. Um, and they're, they're just basically where people go around, toss out ideas and then get press releases on them. But a lot of them do get, you know, advisory work into businesses and all this, all this fucking corporate stuff that, that goes on these days. I think that that's probably what he said there made, made some sense. And, and, uh, and, uh, they they have seemingly acknowledged their mistakes. He reiterated the point again that, that you know they weren't they hadn't bought Chelsea to uh, to asset strip it and and become a failure. And I I don't believe they have. I think what they've done we spoke about it before is they've de Romanized and um, uh, into to a degree de Chelsea fired us a little bit too quickly. Um, you know so. Too much change too soon. Massive yeah, fuck yeah. up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you what irks me, Alex, is that, you know, really, uh, Todd Bowley should be, you know, I mean, look, I know he's a businessman. I know he has to, 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 to be interviewed by these people. And I know because, of course, he's at the best and biggest club in the world, they are inevitably going to ask him about it because he owns it. But um, so I don't blame him for talking about Chelsea at these things because, of course, it, it's just going to happen. But I really think he needs to be talking to the supporters directly as well. If he wants to be this involved, then maybe he should be talking to us. I mean, personally, I would prefer he back the fuck off and, and, and let people, you know, football people who know what they're doing run it all. But we are where we are. If he wants to be this high profile and this engagement, then talk to the fans directly. He's welcome uh, on here anytime he likes, by the way. I agree. Uh, right. I will not name my source, but my source was working. It's not Ron, is it? With them? No, it's not Ron. Because he's uh, a Millwall yeah. fan. No. Um, he was asked this question and encouraged to do so, and then not interested. So Todd's not interested in doing the fan cast, is that what you're saying? No, not interested in like getting out there, making a statement, telling what him, uh, telling us what the thought process is. No, no, but uh, just you know, in 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 his defence, we never got a peep. No, of Roman no. or anyone in the previous regime, not ever. Roman Abramovich, Marina Granovskaya, they never no. spoke to the press ever. Or us? They haven't got a clue. Or, or us? us? No. 
I mean, I'm fine. I mean, honestly, I mean, I am, I am fine with it, but I don't like this halfway house. Either say nothing and stay out of it, or be very communicative and in touch. Don't be somewhere in the middle. Don't be talking to financial institutions, talking about stuff that directly concerns and interests us. No, I think if you look at uh, and it's it's very much in the news at the moment. If you look at the Reynolds McElhenney approach to things. They seem to have got it pretty right. Uh, all you know, people go, yeah, but it's only lowly Wrexham. But they have shown with their the way they communicate. The documentary has helped. I, I'll grant you that. But the way they communicate and their their presence, you know, in interviews and everything, that they have they've engaged with that. They're part of you know whatever happens to Wrexham. They're part and parcel of that community now. They're right? having more fun engaged than with the fans, as well. probably better than anybody I've ever seen. But you know, I remember Peter Kenyon. Peter Kenyon, when he was our CEO, would you'd often find him in one of the pubs before the game, talking to the fans. Yeah, and 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 to me, that's that's the correct way of going about things. I I just think with this one, uh, he he the stuff he did. I saw the interview he did with this on this Milken thing, or whatever. It was unbelievably corporate. It was it was the sort of shit that I used to get when I when I was in work. You'd go to these things called all hands. Yeah, you know, which was just basically another way of saying a big meeting for everybody to go to, right? Uh, and you'd be fed this stuff. You know, people like me would be sitting at the back of the room going, what the fuck is this? What is this bollocks? You know, what, what are we supposed... And I, I think, so a lot of that I think is, you know, he is being filmed for, from a business perspective and Chelsea comes up. It could have it could have been any of his businesses, I suppose, in that sense. Um, but, you know, that was the way it was. And, and I, I just think, he he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. You know, yeah. I was very critical of Roman about the fact that you know people go we we don't know what the strategy is. Well, tell me what the strategy was under Roman Abramovich because he never fucking told anybody. No. I don't even think he told Buck and fucking Tenenbaum what it was. So you know, I I just think people are getting a bit too. It's almost like we've been waiting so long to have an owner we could have a go at because we couldn't have a go at the previous one yeah, or didn't want to have a go at the previous one. It just seems. Well, you see, the thing is, you see, you you know, he, he, I have some sympathy with them in a way. It's a bit like, you know, how did, how, how on earth was David Moyes supposed to follow Alex Ferguson in in football management terms? You know, nobody dared, apart from you, Tony, have a go at Roman because Roman brought us 20 years of success. So we were, we forgave his Romanisms. Um, this lot were always on a hide into nothing because, you know, they, they don't get that pass because we yeah. never wanted them, we never asked for them, we never should have had them. So the slightest thing they do wrong, we're going to no. jump all over. What? Yes, I, 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 and I totally agree with that. But, you know, they, they are, uh, if they're not victims of our circumstances because they put a bid in to buy the club. But they are a result of those circumstances that we found ourselves in um, after with the sanctions and the the, the near closure of the club. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just think this idea that they were going to come in and from the year one, do, do you remember when Manchester City were bought out? Just look how long it took them and how many managers they went through before they got to the Pep era where they were so dominant. Yeah. Okay. These things don't happen overnight. People might. Yeah, think but I, I think I think that they, well, you know, I think we'd all we'd all agree that they've made some ricks by tearing it all up when it didn't need to be all yeah. torn up. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I, I, I'm not excusing it, but that is very often the American... Well, uh, this is very true. Yeah. Alex, what what do you have to say about this little conundrum? Um, 
I'm all out. I'm all out. I agree with both of you. Okay, no, that's all right. I'm going to ask I you. Just... An, I'm going to ask you a, a much more. Well, if you want to talk about it, do. But I'm no, going... no, no, go on. Ask me something else because I don't want to just do the same rant again. No, no, fair <laughs> enough. No, no, I, I totally yeah. agree. If we all agree, that's so no... let me do a different rant, and then people won't get bored. No, no well, I, this this one will get your blood running. Um, should Romelu Lukaku get another go next season? Fuck and off. <laughs> Not you personally, but anyone at Chelsea that thinks that. Well, I think I might have deserved it for asking such a stupid question. (laughs) I just, I mean, if he wants to come back, not be a massive dick bucket and occasionally have his feet leave the floor if he jumps for a header in exchange for his catastrophically high wages, uh, then I may tolerate his presence. I mean, he's been pony uh, into Milan this season. There's a surprise. And he's looked very overweight. Um, but he has scored 10 goals and they are in the semi-final, aren't they, of the Champions League? In- they are. They are, into Milan. It's into an AC, isn't it? So uh, he might, he might in- not inconceivably, win a Champions League medal, Tony. Um, but would you have him that, back? That's like, that's like yeah. Ross Turnbull getting one. Well, yes, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> Ross Turnbull's you know, won the European Cup. The yeah. European Cup. I, mean, I sang that to him all game against Brentford, and he and he, yeah. for the first half, he, he thought we were being serious, and the second half, he realised that we were being somewhat ironic. Yeah. <laughs> Tony, yeah. would you would you have I'd, would you have I'd, him back? I'd, you know, yeah, I think if we if we would if we got ourselves, uh, I don't know who else is out there in the strikers market at the moment. Um, but with Broja coming back, if, if if we did get that uh, a seaman, but I can't see him one in the country with the, the way we are at the moment, and it might it it, it it's it's going to be under a different management. Things may he may well find that you know it, he's he's better uh, a better fit for us, and, and we're a better fit for him. I don't know. Um, you know, he's a bit of a bruiser. Um, I'd prefer Ivan Tony if I, if we knew what was happening with him because I just think he's he's got that ban, only... hasn't he? Coming well, yeah, exactly. But he's the best penalty taker in in the fucking Premier League, I think. Um... What about Harry Kane? <laughs> well, we get Pochettino. Spurs are fucked just, it all up I, again. I can't, I can't see unless the Americans, unless Bowley and Clear Lake buy Tottenham Hotspur as a feeder club. I just can't see any way that Nevy's ever going to allow. Well, he's got he's got a year left on his contract. Yeah, yeah, like, but I, I can see them selling. Well, ironically, I can see them selling to United, but not to us simply because of the the kind of location. I, personally, the man's a twenty goal plus a season. You know, however, um, I do also worry that um, even if we get Pochettino, um, we would still manage to turn Harry Kane into Matea Kesman. Yes, I think um, you're probably okay. right. I'm I'm going to leave the final word to the wonderful, lovely Daryl Middleditch about Lukaku. Don't care. He's a wanker. Shit on the club. Fuck him off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I can add anything to that, Daryl. Um, I've got one more question. Uh, one more question. Uh, and that is uh, to Alex. Uh, she can start this one off. Uh, should Frank have a role at Chelsea going forward? Uh, I think that not directly straight away and not because he doesn't deserve it, but because he deserves better than being someone's underling or like... I don't necessarily mean on the management. No, I think, yeah, I feel some role now, yeah, no problem whatsoever. But I think if 
he's as smart as I think he is. He thinks he's thought, I'll take this. I'll take an absolute beating for the team, for Chelsea, and my day will come again. Hmm. The day is what, though? Yeah, not, I mean, like, I if he's sensible... He's not going to get a premiership club. Like you say, drop down a division. Yeah, go abroad. Maybe. Make a name for yourself, go abroad. And then your day will come, and Chelsea should remember what he's done for them. So you don't, summer. you don't think he should have some sort of a, uh, not not on the management staff, not on the coaching staff, but you know maybe uh, a, a bit like Petr Cech, Alex. You don't yeah. think he should do something like he did? I mean, if that's what he wants to do, but I don't think he does. I yeah. think I, I don't know him, but he's more inclined, is he not? I mean, as a ambitious man and a man who's put quite a lot already into becoming a manager is he not more likely to go off and hone his craft and one day come back when he's ready because let's face it we all knew he wasn't ready last time yeah. we knew he didn't do uh, badly I, though tony what, what, what do you think tone i think that that role at Petr check had was the that was a, a, a the best bridge we ever had between the old board and the fans and the players that it was like the hub, that connecting thing. Yeah. So he knew what Chelsea was about. Check did. Um, he obviously had some influence in the dressing room. He had an influence over the fact that he directly bought Mendy. I'm not quite sure why everybody's gone off him, but okay. Um, uh, he's not being played, but you know, check had a big involvement. That. He was the one who came out the night of the European super league and stood in the middle of a massive, throng of very angry Chelsea fans yeah asking for calm and saying that he you know he was so he had some balls I know he's an ex-Chelsea player and no arm would have come to him but you don't know some of the idiots there might have you know decided to he, he you know he's now the the corporate face of Chelsea so give him a fucking right hander I personally think he was brilliant at that and he'd he have was, saved that, it mate if they had yeah and I, I I think Frank in that kind of role and I said this as much on Twitter. I think there's a kind of future in the, if he doesn't want to go, if he's so badly burned by the management, the coaching thing, and he doesn't want to drop a league, I mean, that's going to be quite hard for him to do, having you know managed two premiership clubs, albeit one of them twice. Um, if he doesn't want to go abroad, I think there's a role for him in a kind of, and, and I mean this respectfully, in a kind of Trevor Brooking kind of role that he had at West Ham, that kind of, senior figure that linked to the fans or whatever and also Trevor Brooking I think had quite a lot to do in the England setup as well not on the coaching side on that kind of uh if you like diplomat front facing public face of it side or whatever uh and I, I think Frank would be terrific at that because he's an educated man um I think rather than having Bowley or uh Egbali come out um, to speak or say things to the fans. If Frank would be a fantastic front man in that sense, I think he would be very good. Would he want to do it? I don't know. But if they offered him three million pound a year, four million pound a year, maybe. You know, if not, I'm, I'm willing to come out of retirement to do that. Mm. So, you know. <laughs> I, I, I have to say, I, I err on what Alex was saying. I think he wants to be a manager, mate. He's a football man. Is you know comes from a football family. I think he wants to be a manager, and I think. Even if they offered him some sort of a, a role, he'll see it as a as a demotion in a way. So I don't think he'll be up for it. But yeah. it's a shame because I think you know, I think Frank could bring an awful lot to the table as a, as a link. I mean, you know, I think I think this is what he's been struggling with for the last few weeks that he has um, an image of Chelsea in his head 
uh, which equates to what it was like when he was here. And therefore, you can say unequivocally that he gets what Chelsea is about because he was very much instrumental in creating. Mm. I mean, because, you know, if you think about it, the DNA of our club right now is that we win shit, that we're chaos, we're mental, but we win shit. But you and I both know, Tony, Andy and Alex, too, that before Roman turned up, that was not our DNA at all. Our DNA no, was no. that we were a big club that had massively under underperformed for years and years and years yep. and that we would win cup competitions, but we never got anywhere in the league. So we had a very different yep. DNA then. So, you know, th- these things do change. But, you know, we are where we are. Frank was very much part of creating this winning DNA. And it would be lovely to have somebody like that around the club to remind people who think that they're, you know, reinventing the wheel that actually this is what's important. And I think you'd do a great job, yeah. but I don't I don't see it happening. I'm I'm with you both on that. Oh dear. Just when I thought it couldn't get any more yeah. depressing. I don't, I don't think it's as 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 gloomy. I, I think you know, I'll go back to what I, I said about Frank earlier on. I think you know, maybe maybe he took this role with a view to looking at a, a future role within the club because he loves the club so much. Um, you know, and that if you think about it you know, get next manager in four, three, four, blimey, if they last three years, it'd have been miracle worker, but three years, four years down the trot, they decide to leave and, you know, we're in the shit, then Frank could always step back in and, and, and we'll have, we'll be looked at as a club elder. You know, he could be sense. the new Gus Hidding, couldn't he? Yeah, it could be, could be. I, I, I don't, like you said, he's a football man. I don't see any shame in that. And, you know, it, to me, there's the other side of the coin is he could be looking he could have been looking at us, offered the job and said, you know what, this is a way into doing something else without the stress. Maybe he wants that, but um, I, I, either way, uh, if you are the bloke who's singing, he's not a legend anymore, you're a fucking idiot. No, no, not you, Alex. There's not a part of me that believes he did it for the money either. No, no, I don't either. No, well, I mean, the man doesn't need the money. That's patently obvious, isn't it? So, um, yeah, you're right, Alex. I think it's, there's a, a, you know, Taking your point of view, and I, I respect both your points of view, obviously, but I think maybe, as you alluded to, because of his love of the club, he's happy to do this because there's, there, there, there is something Bowley, etc., are dangling in front of him afterwards that he would maybe want to do. Yeah. yeah. So who knows? Very, very fair point. Right, Alex, prediction for Bournemouth versus Chelsea. More fucking misery. Put, put, put a number on it. A lot of more fucking misery. Put a score on it. Uh, 2-0 Bournemouth. 2-0 Bournemouth. Ye gods. Tony, <laughs> remind me what you said. I'm going to go with, and hold your breath, 3-1 Chelsea. Fucking hell, mate. 3-1? How, how are those bunch of Muppets yeah. going to score three goals? Because I think once that once one goal, that goal went in the other night, that was, that was they've, they've crowbarred the fucking door open now. Madwake's crowbarred that fucking door open we won't see any more videos of Chelsea players scoring against the invisible fucking man on the training pitch because I think I'm just playing the odds here and saying this this dismal run of defeats and not spin out scores got to fucking end at some time even if it's just players like Madwake and Mudrick saying fuck this, had enough I'm taking a shot I'm not going to look for that extra touch. I'm not going to try and t- find that extra pass to to someone so it looks beautiful as it fucking gets slid into the net into the net with a precision, uh, you know, as if it's been done by a Vernier or whatever. No, fuck it. It's going to go in ugly or not. 
Even if I have to push the fucking goalkeeper over the line, it's going in. Maybe, maybe that's the madness that, that takes over the optimism that the, it's the, the gallows fucking humor, the gallows feeling that, well, fuck it. What, <laughs> maybe I'm doing a bit of a Frank saying, fuck it. What have I got to lose? Three, one Chelsea. Well, mate, I love you for it. <clears throat> I shall err on the side of caution, and I'm going to say that we're going to draw 1-1. What, <sighs> what I can predict with absolute certainty is that I will get hammered and uh, have oh, an mate. absolute screaming laugh, mate, because, you yes. know, football is a game where uh, you have a great day out with your mates and it's ruined by yes. 90 minutes of football. I expect yeah. I expect that be, to be true tomorrow, but I, I, I don't go away very much, uh, much to my shame and annoyance. But whenever I, I mean, the Southampton match is a is a is a case in point because you know ten minute train journey for me. Tee met up with everybody on the train. I got absolutely wankered before in the in the Giddy Bridge, and uh, we were rubbish. But I didn't care because I was pissed as a fart and having a great time. I loved it. It was great. So uh, I expect more of the same tomorrow. But I do think maybe one one. I think I think I think you got a point, Tony. They might have uh, got the monkey off their back about you know not scoring for ages. Although Gallagher did get one, didn't he, the other week? But uh, you know maybe yeah. if, if he look, I, I'll say it and I'll say it again. If he picks my team, they'll do all right, mate. I tell you, he'll he'll do all right with that team. Honestly, I mean, there's no yeah. wank. There's no wank. I mean, you know that that coach they brought in. Uh, from the All Blacks, apparently had a no dickhead policy, didn't he? Well, my I I have I have that policy with the teams I select. There are no dickheads in that yeah. team. Every single one of those players, I actually sure it was no dickheads. Yeah, yeah no. Well, I don't or think they're dick- coming to actually. Coach. No, he said he had a no dickhead policy. Uh, so you know there are no dickheads yeah. in my team. Every single one of those players is vaguely likable, and they're actually not a bad footballer. So uh, pick that team, Frank. We'll be all right, my son. So there we go. Thus endeth another Chelsea fancast. Rather different pre- uh, preview show this Friday, of course, with no Jonathan. Jonathan, I hope you're having a lovely time uh, tonight. And uh, I will be back with the great man, the great sage, uh, on Monday. Uh, and we'll be joined by the ever so lovely Dan Silver at 7.30pm. And we will be looking back at the match against Bournemouth. Hopefully we'll be looking back at it with glee as we've got our first win for fucking decades it feels like but there you go all will be revealed then so don't miss it it'll be a banger as they as the youth like to say uh just like these two these two are a couple of bangers in a good way uh okay oh, well yeah they well there you are they, hope. yeah well they have been tony glover this is when you say something thank tony. you very much that's it's all right been, yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, no it's 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 been it's been a right laugh and i hope i didn't sound too much like um a maniac. I, I, I didn't sound like the bloke who, t- who's going to turn into the Joker with the richest grin through madness of supporting Chelsea through such a shit time. <laughs> okay. Well, I think it's just been lovely to reunite the smart buddies. Actually, it's, uh, it's... oh, she's the the hug, the hug in the pub. Um, oh, if it hadn't have been was, a beer garden, I would have ravaged you. Yeah, it was. It was. It was so lovely to see. Honestly, it was fabulous. And it just made my day. Yeah. There you go. Well, Alex is a great hugger. I can I can testify to that. Oh, yeah. She really is. Uh, Alex, absolutely. Well, lovely to see you and have a bit of a natter earlier on today. That was a, a special bonus. Definitely. But uh, also... Real life as well, like not at football. I, I know. It was lovely. It was, yeah, we had a nice old natter, didn't we? But all sorts of things. But it was lovely to see you. Even more lovely to see you tonight. Lovely to have you both on as well, doing a Smut Buddy show. I've really enjoyed it. Lovely to see you, Alex. Um, 
Love you too. And thank you very much for the ticket, by the way. Uh, that's even more lovely. So well done. Uh, right, you lot uh, at home listening on the podcast, those of you who are in Mixler, lovely to see so many of you in Mixler, of course. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, see you next week. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. At the Chelsea! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 